This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For all NBA NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. All right, y'all, we're back. It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. You're here with Nat and Justin. And I derailed us, not intentionally, from actually talking about the game. So I'm talking about All-Stars. And then Justin, Justin says things to really trigger me, guys. It's intentional. I'm convinced wow. to get animated. I'm convinced. Nah. What reason do you have to say the blasphemy that you were saying in the last segment? I was just playing that was advocate for a little bit. Just, man, <laughs> you know, just what are the chances... You know, we gotta we gotta lay out the full, you know, all the possibilities so we can really have a good idea whether or not we got a chance to get three all stars in there. Two all stars for the Lakers, huh? <laughs> it's not like it's just any two players though. It's two you know, people have been perennial all stars for the majority of their career. It's not like bla it's not that's not blasphemous, you know. It's blasphemous when they're a fucking sub five hundred <laughs> team. How many games have they even won? They won seven games. They're seven and eleven, I think. Oh, seven games. <laughs> now participation trophies now. It was the same way I felt when people were like, oh, AD, AD is playing great and like doing the I told you so's. And I'm like, son, y- like y'all suck right now and you lost. Like, what are we doing? And I thought, like, well, actually, I'm not gonna say the person because like it was in his Twitter circles, right? That's what that's called, the Twitter circle? Yeah, yeah. And so I don't want to, like, put him on blast, but I was like, thank you, this Lakers fan, for keeping it real, because I'm a part of his circle. He's just like, what are we doing right now? We celebrating Anthony Davis when we're, like, at the bottom of the stand? (laughs) (laughs) Not because, like, on TV, everything, people talk about ADBAB. So I'm like, bro, they are losing. What are we doing right now? Hey, they got to celebrate the small victories first. Don't even get me started. I still can't believe that nigga made the freaking top 75 or whatever. I'm like, how you make it and this other place? Yeah, that was kind of that was kind of wild right there. Damn. Dame. Those guys shouldn't be there yet. 
That's I don't even like Dwight Howard, but he should have been there. Yeah, Dwight should have been there. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Now he's over in Shanghai having the time of his life, though. That's where yeah, he is. Yeah, he's over there looking like <laughs> KD and Shaq put together over there. Like, Yo, he's mad happy. Do you see the video? Yeah. <laughs> I would be, too, if I could just do whatever I want. Like, I'm playing against people who not even on my close to my level, and I'm getting paid to do it. Oh, yeah. He's shooting hella threes. Right. right. <laughs> he's taking, like, every shot in the game. <laughs> It's crazy. It's crazy. But I just his best life. He he really is. But it's still it's still a little weird for a player of Dwight's magnitude. I understand that he kind of did not remain like Superman, but like someone who got to that level in the league, it's a little weird for him to be overseas, no? It is a little weird. Um I'm pretty sure he's probably the first player of his of his magnitude to do something like that. Yeah, I was gonna say, have we seen that before from anyone else who like reached his heights? Nah, I mean he's the first battle Hall of Famer. I don't think I can't think of any other Hall of Famers that went overseas, like to China or something like that, to to play late in their career. I can't. At least I'm not. At least maybe I'm drawing a blank on somebody, but yeah, I, I can't remember that. And I thought it was sort of like a, I don't know, fall from grace is the right word, but the way that Russ has kind of been like traded all around, I'm like, have we seen another like MVP just traded so many times like this? Um, Because that's even a little like strange to me, but then Dwight just took it to like another level. Yeah. I think AI got moved around at the end of his career. I remember he was with Denver and then Detroit. Uh. Can't think of any other MVPs off the top of my head, though. But yeah. let me state on the record till this day, I don't believe that Russ should have gotten that MVP. So, but nonetheless, um, yeah. it's just he was still a top five player in the NBA, regardless. Oh, D Rose, even though yeah. it was injuries, but right, but that was that right. That's what I'm saying. It's a little different. Yeah. All right, let's get back to the dubs because y'all are not here to hear us. Um, well, maybe you might enjoy my slander of other players, but let's 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 <laughs> let's get back to the dubs. So JP looked good. We talked about Dre. He should be an all-star. We talked about um, Kaminga. Another solid night from Clay. Steph, solid numbers. Was not, he was efficient early in the game. And then like in the second half, not as efficient. But still, did you see that one rebound though that he fought for? Like that was crazy. Like yeah. underrated part of his game. Just like everything that has to do with his game other than shooting. He was, like, fighting out to half court to get the rebound, Justin. Yeah. You know what play yeah. I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I do. And he, it was, like, a scrum of players, and he somehow was the one that got it. Like, he came up with it. Yeah. I mean, Scrappy. Want to win? Competitor. That's been, like, his entire career. He's done stuff like that. People don't acknowledge it. They just want to acknowledge the shooting. But, you know, he's not afraid to get in the mix with bigs and players that are bigger than him and, you know, play physical. And that's part of the reason why he bulked up a little bit. So, you know, there's not, nothing that he can't do on the court, but people just try to say that he's just a shooter and all that stuff. So it's. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. Yeah. Um, so, well, first of all, let me just say that, like, I'm wearing a shirt. If y'all can see, it's when Steph made the little grit face. I can't grit like that. And you can't even see me even if I'm doing it. So I don't know why I'm doing it like y'all can see me. But um, <laughs> it's when he did the little grit face and did the timeout sign to the refs. So um, I'm wearing that shirt right now as Justin and I are recording because, like, Steph got a little petty with the refs again tonight. And there's always just these little wonky games in um, Minnesota in general where there's, like, something going on with the refs. So, so it just seems like this is a thing now with the Warriors and the refs, but especially when they play the Timberwolves for some reason. So did you mm-hmm. like what he did tonight after Dre got the tech? Yeah, I thought it was funny. And they knew the game was out of hand, so it was it was a nice little dig at the refs. I don't – I mean, I think it's probably some repercussions on the back end of that. Um, you know, I've, I've – you know, you know I'm a personal trainer, so one of my clients is a ref that is pretty close with other NBA refs. And um, he's Has definitely – indication why Steph is officiated the way he is? I think some of the refs may not like the Warriors, you know, I the heard. personalities. No, and but I heard he's... specifically some may not like Steph. And I'm just like, but like, yeah. why? I don't know, probably because of stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, they weren't officiating him well before he even was like that because Steph wasn't like that. Like this, that's true. Sort of arrogance in him is more recent. It's not like something that always existed, right? And it's more of a um, rebuttal to the way that they're that they've officiated him. It's not something that he came into the league with for sure. But I, I've definitely been shown text chats and stuff like that with you know in regards to the Warriors saying like, "Oh, they're crying. Like this isn't really a foul, whatever the case may be." So. People people try to act like we're making it up when we say it's hidden agendas against the Warriors, but it it might be more truth to that than people would like to acknowledge. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I was speaking with like a media member and he was just like, the refs have a thing with Steph. Like mm-hmm. they they don't like him, but I'm trying to figure out why. But the thing about it, I know someone who also um knows a ref really well and like but he's like they don't like chris paul either um that makes sense i heard that's because like chris paul will be saying shit to them like yeah Yeah. i'll have your job (laughs) like (laughs) you know like like, that seems like something he would say right like right like i know steph isn't saying shit like that to the refs and like also like the same ref was saying that dre is actually not as bad as like people think which is like that's what i'm saying it's like i don't get it I really don't. Yeah, I think Dre is actually kind of chilled this season. Like, you can hear, like, sometimes when the ref makes a call and players are underneath the basket, you can hear what the players are saying because the mic is right there. And a lot of times, you know, Dre, he'll he'll yell, he'll curse, but he'll do it, like, in a way where it's not necessarily showing up the ref as much as we, you know, have seen in the past. Um, He's really trying to plead his case to them a lot more often this season, I think. And with Steph, you don't really see him like he'll he'll say something to a ref like or make a face at a ref like did you really not see that foul? But when he really feels like he's getting hacked out there and he's trying to make a point, that's when he takes the mouthpiece out and starts yeah being super demonstrative and, and stuff like that. But that's not he how he goes into the game. That. He never yeah he has to. He doesn't like get like that regularly. Yeah, he I, th- I think he does that when he feels like it's really getting out of hand, which is pretty often. Um. <laughs> first first half he gets clobbered on the first three he takes by Austin Rivers the the landing space foul just doesn't apply, apply to him at all 
Um, they don't call it. And then he gets smacked in the head on a three. They call it and reverse it. And it is clearly he gets smacked in the head on that shot. But yeah, he might be the worst officiated superstar that I've ever seen, like ever. Um, and it's, it's just absolutely ridiculous at this point. This would, what did Marcus Cousins say? It's getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. Well, our soon-to-be friend of the show, he doesn't know that yet, but my my <laughs> my guy, Marcus Thompson, um, he tweeted some interesting stats. I want to just read them off. So Curry is 34 going on 35, and he is averaging 31.7 points on 52.7% shooting, um, with seven assists, 7.1 assists, and 6.6 rebounds. Only one player in NBA history per stat head finished the season averaging 30, 50% from the field, seven assists, and six rebounds. That was Michael Jordan in 88-89. I was going to guess Michael Jordan. MJ was 25 when he did it, and he was playing 40.7 minutes a night. <laughs> Luca is also doing something similar this season to this point, 33.4 points per game, 50.4% from the field, 8.9 rebounds, um, 8.2 assists. Um, but he, too, is doing it in more minutes than Steph, 37.4. So Steph is doing it in the least amount of minutes. And he's older than both of those guys when they were doing it. <laughs> Just unreal, unreal stuff. He's still adding to his legacy in a way that we didn't. Well, I, I wouldn't say we didn't see coming, but to have your best statistical season at, at this age is definitely something that's completely unheard of. Is and, it his best statistical season or is it his best season? To be um, determined, I guess it has to conclude, but yeah. would you still say 2016 is better than this? Nah, I mean, I mean, obviously that he went through that full season and it was amazing, but if he continues on this trajectory, I would probably say that the season's a little bit better or it might be about preference. You know, maybe even 2021 has a case uh, next to these two seasons as well. I don't want no losing years in there. I'm sorry, but I hear you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just individually, he was incredible. Stuff he was doing, he was yeah. Um, I think definitely that season and this season, he's better defensively than he was in 2016. I feel um, like in 2021, though, it wasn't like the whole season. Oh well, before I get into that point, why don't we break and come back, and we'll finish up with Steph and then preview the next game. How's that? That worked. Cool. All right, guys, thank you. You're tuned in to Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. We'll be right back. 